All right, Snack Attack crew, assemble. Feeling that mid-afternoon slump? Need a protein boost that doesn't involve boring protein bars? Well, let me introduce y'all to my new favorite obsession, wonderful pistachios. Y'all, these little green guys aren't just your average nut. They're protein powerhouses, packing a whopping six grams per ounce. That's over 10% of your daily value. And here's a confession. I used to be a cracker. You know, the kind of girl who enjoys the satisfying pop of opening each one. But let's be honest, sometimes convenience is king. And that's where their no-shell options comes in perfect for on-the-go snacking. Plus, they come in flavors like chili roasted and sea salt and vinegar. So there's something for everyone, even the picky gals. But here's the kicker. Wonderful pistachios are a complete protein, meaning they have all nine essential amino acids your body needs. So next time you're feeling sluggish, ditch the sugary treats and grab a handful of these green gems. I promise y'all they will keep you fueled and feeling your best, whether you're conquering carpool duties or crushing deadlines. And seriously, these are my go-to snack. I keep a bag in my purse. I keep one at the office. I even stash a few on the side of my bed for those late night cravings. This year, I want you to treat yourself to something delicious and good for you. So head over to wonderfulpistachios.com and explore their amazing flavors and sizes. Trust me, your taste buds and your body will thank you. Y'all should know by now that we love progression over here. Let's chat about what everyday progress truly means to us. Whether it's hitting those small milestones or treating ourselves to a little something something after a month of disciplined budgeting, progress is all about balance and staying motivated. And speaking of budgeting and reaching financial goals while still enjoying life's little pleasures, have you heard about Chime? Chime's checking account offers some amazing features that can help you along your financial journey. Let me tell you about one feature that really stands out to me. Chime's Spot Me. We've all been there, right? Dealing with overdraft fees can really throw a wrench in your financial plans. But with Chime, you can overdraft up to $200 with no fees. You heard me right. No fees. It's like having a safety net for those unexpected moments. Y'all, I had a friend who was always getting hit with hefty overdraft fees. It was a mess trying to sort it out. How do you really get ahead with that? But with Chime, you can avoid those headaches and get back on track with ease. Plus, Chime isn't just a bank. It's a community. With Boost, you can increase your spot me limit by receiving boosts from your friends. It's like having your financial back covered by your squad. So, if you're ready to take control of your finances and wave goodbye to those pesky monthly fees, open your Chime account today. Just head over to Chime.com slash bravado. That's Chime.com slash bravado. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bank Court Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Boosts are available to eligible Chime members enrolled in SpotMe and are subject to monthly limits. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. Ladies, let's talk real talk here. You probably have days when the PMS has you feeling like you could eat anything in sight. My goodness, the cravings and the general discomfort. Well, say goodbye to those days with Hormone Harmony from Happy Mammoth. Let's dive into why Hormone Harmony is not just another supplement, but a true game changer. First off, it's not just a trend. It's a phenomenon. Social media is buzzing with women singing praises about Hormone Harmony 
In fact, a bottle flies off the shelves every 24 seconds. Can y'all believe that? Now let's talk about Happy Mammoth, the brilliant minds behind this wonderful product. They're all about making your life easier, and that means no compromises on quality. They've meticulously crafted hormone harmony using only science-backed ingredients proven to work wonders for women like us. But here's my favorite part. Hormone Harmony contains adaptogens, nature's little miracle workers. These herbal extracts help your body adapt to life stressors, especially those pesky hormonal changes that can throw us off balance. And here's the kicker. Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. It's your secret weapon against those hormonal imbalances that can wreak havoc on your life. From hot flashes and night sweats to racing thoughts and low moods, Hormone Harmony has got your back. And yes, it even tackles the occasional bloat and that not tonight boo feeling. (laughs) The real benefit here, the real win, feeling like yourself again. That's why countless women are raving about it in over 17,000 glowing reviews. We love a verified product, honey. Now here's your chance to experience the magic firsthand. For a limited time, you can get a fabulous 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code BRAVADO at checkout. So what are you waiting for, homegirl? Say hello to balanced hormones and goodbye to those days of feeling like a roller coaster. Your journey to hormone harmony starts now. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Let me tell you about mylifeinabook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty cool, right? Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom question you wish to ask. And then she can either type her response or record her voice. And mylifeinabook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. It's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. Imagine discovering stories about her youth, adventures, and the challenges she's overcame. This book becomes a legacy and something you and your future generations can treasure forever. Your mom's giving you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. I'm so excited about mylifeinabook.com because I'm planning on gifting my mom with this. She's always loved reflecting on memories and sharing her stories, and I know this will be the perfect gift to capture those moments for her. The thoughts of her flipping through the pages and reliving those cherished memories brings a smile to my face already. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code BRAVADO at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com. Use code BRAVADO for 10% off today. Hi guys, this is Germany. And this is Brittany. And this is the Black Girl Bravado Podcast. Do I usually say the Black Girl Bravado Podcast? Yeah. Okay, so this <laughs> is the Black Girl Bravado Podcast. Um, welcome back, guys. This is episode eight. Yes, episode eight. And what are we talking about today? We're talking about daddy issues. <laughs> it's a touchy subject, but you know what? We got to deal with it. We got to deal with it. Um, so, yeah, we're going to talk about daddy issues Hopefully, we can discuss some things that help you identify if you have daddy issues. And yeah, I guess let's just get to it. So um, first, we just want to talk about the negative connotation associated with daddy issues. 
No one likes to say, yeah, I got daddy issues. And it's usually because people are like, she don't have a daddy, that's why she a hoe. Or like, she don't have a daddy, that's why she can't keep a man. Yeah. It's just like... And, and to be honest, the daddy issues affect men and women. They do. They definitely do. I've met a lot of men that have daddy issues. And they don't think they have daddy issues, but the father being absent from the home really takes a toll on the... The young child. And even sometimes with the father in the home, the way they're raised by the father, the, the yes. way their father treats them has an effect on how they're how they act in yeah. adult life. Yeah, how they're gonna grow up and treat their women as well. Yes, definitely. Or their woman, hopefully it's not women. Right. Woman. Woman, the woman. In monogamy. Your <laughs> we don't practice polygamy over here, monogamy. Monogamy. So, um touching on how daddy issues affect men and women. If you guys have seen that movie, Fences, with Viola Davis and Denzel Washington, clear, clear indication of daddy issues. Um, what was the son's name? Do you remember his name? I do not remember. Edward? That don't even sound right. <laughs> Edward. Regardless. Whatever the young man's name was, he was, um, not just him, the whole family was affected by the father's decisions. And that is what we're touching on here. The father is a very important role in the family. Pivotal. And... The way the fa mother too, but we're talking about fathers here. The way that father um, behaves inside and outside of the home can have a major effect on someone later on in life. Like I already said, I don't know why I just repeated that. Doesn't matter. But it needed to be said twice. In that movie, Fences, Denzel, he he dragged, really dragged his son. He, he did. He was so hard on. He was practicing what they call tough love. And I think he was on the very far end of the scale with how he gave it yeah. out. Like, Father, do, I was wondering, do you love him? But that's what that's what the son said. He was like, do you like me? And he's like, it don't got nothing to do with like <laughs> You need somebody to respect you. But it's like, Dad, wait. I need you to nurture me inside the home. And I need to be affirmed. Yes, that's key. So I think people definitely should watch that movie if they haven't already. Because that is just a cultural um, depiction of how the daddy being present in the home or even outside the home, how those daddy issues really affect people. He hated his damn daddy at the end. He did. He, he didn't did. even want to go to the funeral. That hurt me. That movie brought me to tears. Yeah. Um, I wasn't I wasn't totally moved by the storyline as much as the acting. You know what I mean? Yeah. The acting was superb storyline eh, okay yeah it kind of it was drawn out drawn out but the acting is what kept you dialed in but this is not about fences in the basic concept of the movie yeah was relatable relatable um also you know what? what it's important not to compare your mother to your father or the mother's love like i was raised by just a single mother and a lot of times you think like oh because i my mom loves me so much you don't need a father. Right. Or that, you know, the I'm, love from your dad is not needed in the way that you're receiving it from your mom. So you kind of just negate the fact that you don't have a dad or try to gloss over the fact that your father's not present. Um, but the love from your mother, even if you have a great mother, is not comparable to the love that you're missing or didn't receive from a father. Yeah, definitely. I was reading an article on, I believe it was on Psychology Today, and it said that oftentimes fathers are looked at as an accessory parent. Like, I just need your finances. I, I'm good over here with the mother. We don't need you. But 
in reality, we need both of our parents equally. Yeah, mother's yeah. love and father's love is needed for a well-rounded child and turned into an adult. Right. Um, I am reading a book right now, which is kind of like the basis of my understanding for this podcast. Because before we decided to start talking about this, I wasn't exploring what it's like to be a fatherless daughter. I just kind of accepted, oh, I don't have a dad. My dad is dead. My dad died when I was like nine months so I don't have the trauma of having a father who I know is out in the world somewhere, mm-hmm. um, but is not in contact with me. Um, there's like a different level of being fatherless, even though I'm still fatherless. So I hadn't internalized the fact that I was fatherless. So I didn't feel the need to explore it. But the more and more Brittany and I discussed this topic, I was like, let me find some literature on this um, and kind of probe the topic of fatherless daughters. So I am currently reading a book called Longing for Daddy and it's by Monique Robinson. I didn't know at the time that this is a a pastor who was or who pastors at the church I was re- attending a while back, Faithful Central. She's a pastor there, which is like I I when I seen the picture of it, I was like, "Oh shoot, that's Pastor Monique." Mm-hmm. But at the time I didn't know. Um and the book is really 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 good for anyone who is a woman without a father-daughter relationship, your earthly father. Yes. So um, she makes a lot of points and she definitely is approaching the fatherless, the fatherless, whoever, daughter, who you know, whatever, from a Christian perspective, that's her approach. But um, she points out so many things about like how important the father is in the home and how not having a father is a traumatic experience and we don't want to identify with it as being trauma. Yeah. You're right. It's just like we live with it. Yeah. Or if we don't if we don't relate to the typical definition of daddy issues, we feel like, oh, that doesn't apply to me. Right. But like you said, it is traumatic and it does affect us all in some way, shape or form. Not having a present father or even like a biological father. Like, for instance, my father, my biological father, when I was younger, he moved to Tennessee. He moved to a totally different state. Mm-hmm. So that's not a present father. Like right. you're, we're not connecting every day on a daily basis, doing father da- daughter things. Like I don't have that continuous flow of love like I had from my mother. Right. And then like me and my biological father lost contact. And when I was around seven, that's when my mom met my stepfather. And so he played the role of my father and he did an exceptional job. But I still think it's different because that's not my biological father. Yeah. Like I don't feel the deep bond like I felt with my mom. And it's like my stepfather was there because of my mom. Like yeah. he's not there because he has to be. Right, definitely. I When we were talking, I mentioned that as well. Um, my mom has some great, significant others she's been married great husband whatever but um the bond that is there like you said is not there because it's unconditional yes that's number one it's not like when it's your child there's an unconditional love you can learn to love someone's child and deeply care for them and want to provide for them and want the best for them and also want to be a reflection of what it should look like for them if they had a father but there, the way I always identified it when I actually identified it, which was maybe just a couple months ago, is that these these men or these people who my mom were, were engaged in relationship with, they they loved my sister and I as an extension of my mom. 
Yes, definitely. You know what I mean? It's not like it was just like, oh, that's my kid. I love my kid because that's my kid. It's like, I love your mother. And because you come with your mother, I love you. I love you as well. Right. You know, so um, there's definitely a breakdown there. And I feel like they definitely like took care of us. They held it down. Yeah, you know, definitely. Big ups to Not the, taken away from that at all. Right. Big ups to the people taking care of other people's kids. But, um, you know, it's just different. It's different. And I don't feel like. Well, actually, I feel like when you don't have that relationship, like you were saying, there isn't that continuous um, flow and also that feeling of accountability. Mm-hmm. Like, I can rely on you because this is your role. Role, right. You know what I, mean? I always went straight to my mom. Like, straight I'm to going to my mom because that's my parent. Yeah. <laughs> She's responsible. You have to come through, mom. Yeah, you have Like, you have to. You're my mother. Right. So... Like, you know, we, we were seeing eye to eye on that. Like, Mom, I know for a fact that you got me if nobody else does. Yeah. And we need to have that same feeling with our fathers. Yeah. Because a lot of our self-worth comes from that early. Affirming. Right. And our um, affirmation comes from that early built father-daughter relationship. Yeah. I was listening to a podcast, um, the one one church podcast and pastor Tori was saying like honor your mother and father but the role of the the child if you are everybody is someone's child is to honor your parent mm-hmm. and the role of a parent is to provide covering over your child so in that aspect when you don't have that immediate father-daughter relationship that's biological you miss that covering. Yes. You know what I mean? Which is why we feel so strongly about going to your mother even though there might be a father figure in the picture, you don't look to him to cover you because you, you're you not honoring that person as your father, if that makes any sense. You might respect them. And there's some people I know who are like, nah, like, I, I really fuck with my stepdad, like, or my father figure or, you know, whatever the case is. But there's just a little bit different dynamic there. And I think it also depends on when your um, stepfather came into your life. Like, yeah. I was... I believe eight years old when my stepfather came into Agreed. my life. Same. So that if you're like one or two and that's all you know, yeah. I think the relationship is a little different. But when you when you're older and the stepfather comes into your life as a father figure, that changes things. You're, that changes you're kind how of you resistant. see. Yeah, I was resistant Me at first. Too. I'm like, Mom, what's go- it's been us. <laughs> What is going on here? Additionally, I'm like, bro, don't come in here trying to set the discipline. <laughs> You're not going to discipline me. Like, and that's the thing. We needed that discipline, but we want to stand our ground like, you coming in our family. <laughs> You're following our rules. <laughs> like, hold on, child. You better watch it. Girl, I'm, I, oh I'm the Jody, the baby boy relationship. See, you see how Melvin came in so late? Yeah. Where um, Tyrese, what was his name in the movie? Jody. Jody. Jody didn't want to accept him. He needed that father figure because, you know, he tamed him down at the end. But, but he didn't want to accept, like Melvin. There's we've already that, had a home established here. We have, we've been doing fine. And you came in shaking shit up. And it's also because, like you said, in our life, in our development, in the lifespan or the, you know, child development, adult development, whatever you want to call it. There are pivotal ages and stages that things happen from zero to two. Like you need to be affirmed that, you know, it, it's like a whole, I can't even know. It's like psychology or something Yeah. from like four to six. You're it supposed is the to, child development. Yeah. You're supposed to affirm your child, not um, make them feel bad for things they do. Mm-hmm. I think from like six to eight or, or eight and older, something like that is like the leadership role. There's a lot of things that happen that you're supposed to be reinforced through a parent role um, through the opposite sex. So of course, it's it's tough. Like Melvin, I, I was like, yeah, you know, I, I hated whatever his mama's name was. What was her name? Mama got to have a life too. 
Forgot her name. Forgot her name, but hated her because I was like, I understood. I resonated with Jody. I'm like, hell yeah, mama. <laughs> Don't bring him up in here, up in there cooking eggs naked. Like that, that would have made, I would have had to really pull my mom to the side <laughs> and say, yo, what the fuck is going on? What's taking <laughs> no. place in our home, bro? You letting him put this shit in shambles. Our yeah. house is turned upside down. Right. So I definitely understand that. And my, my, um, my, my mom's like first real serious relationship, um, when after I recognized like, oh yeah, I don't got a dad. It's just me and my sister Wook. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh yeah, we solo dolo right. out here. When my mom's um boyfriend who was really, really serious about her and us came into the picture, I was the same age as you, probably like seven or eight. And I was like, Ooh, he better not whoop us. Right. Don't tell us what to do, bro. And he taking care of everything, paying the bills. My mom was in nursing school, not paying for nothing. And when you're so young, you don't know none of that. You don't know the dynamic of the relationship. None. You just see somebody else coming in shaking up shit. And like, he probably was like, girl, I'm buying the clothes on right, your like, back, food on down. your table. Sit down, young type. I know. And I was just like, no, bro. We're, we're not buying it. We're sticking together. You're not coming in here. Don't tell us what the hell to do. And I think also that um, the, the stepfather or the father figure coming in at a later age we do see our mothers being very independent, mm-hmm. which transferred over to us. Like, we're both very independent, and it takes me a lot to accept anything, especially from, from a, a man. man. I'm like, Not I got it. it. Don't need it. Yeah. I'm it's quick just, to lay that just, foundation. It's just extra. Whatever you're providing is extra because I can honestly handle it. Got it. But that's really not the way that things should be like we need men and mean and men need us equally we need each other equally but we're so quick to be like don't need you independent woman girl got i'm it, like got that at this, work got that my co-worker will try to open up the door i'll shut that shit in. i'm like no i got it i'm an independent woman right with everything bags in my arms i'm doing all kind of stuff so definitely that definitely transfers over and I believe we can attribute that to the fact that we didn't have a father figure, present father figure, yes. in our lives to teach us that to that, lean on a right, man. This is this is a man's role in your life. Yes, what I'm doing now, when you grow up and get into a relationship, that man will take my place. He will pay, and it's okay. He will open your doors. Yes, he will provide, and you won't have to worry about that aspect. Yeah, I I didn't realize that I was affected with the daddy issues up until maybe shit like last month or something (laughs) late bloomer it was it was no like you know because like i said um my circumstance with my dad was different because i didn't have like an actual relationship built because my dad died when i was so young yeah i was nine months my mom was pregnant with my sister she was only um i think maybe six months pregnant hey girl shout out (laughs) she moves quick so um our dad was gone from like the beginning yeah you know what i mean so i didn't have that that relationship i wasn't even able to cultivate any type of biological father-daughter relationship but everything my mom told me about my dad was good things you Mm -hmm. know what i mean everybody who speaks of my dad even in my um on my dad's side of the family they all speak so highly of him they like revere him and love him so much that i always had a positive outlook exactly Mm -hmm. my my um yeah, my perception of my father has always been on the better end. It wasn't like, oh, yo, daddy left. And I know that my sister and I were planned. We were a planned pregnancy. And my, my you know, they, they talked about having children. So I always felt like, oh, I don't got those issues, girl. Right. Like, I don't have the dad who ran out. 
don't have the dad. I wasn't the oops pregnancy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I had a different understanding. So it wasn't up until recently when um, my significant other and I were having like a little hard time because I, I wouldn't just ask for the things that I needed mm-hmm. because I felt like I don't need to ask you for the things that I need. If you know that I need it, just do it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't feel comfortable saying I need that. You know what I mean? Right. I'm just like, can you do it or no? Right. If you can't, just let me know. Or if they don't do it quick enough. I'll do it. I didn't need you to do it anyway. Let me hurry up and show you that I can do, do it. Do it. Exactly. Yeah. It's the immediate shutdown. So we started running into that issue. Like, Germ, like, you got to let me know you need me. Like, and that that's important. He needs me to tell him that I need him mm-hmm. because that's his role to feel needed. Like, he needs to provide. So we were, like, bumping heads on that issue. And I was talking to my mom about that. And it's like I had a light bulb moment. And I'm like, I know why I can't need him or I know why I feel as if I can't need him because I've never had a man reinforce that it's okay to need me. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you need so I can do. And I've only seen my mom be like strong, paying for shit, taking care of me and my sister. Getting it done. Getting it done, honey. So I'm like, bro, like I am very strong and I will not <laughs> say that I need you. But we do. We, we do. do need them. And we have to say it. We have to say it. And I didn't understand that up until recently. And I'm working on that, um, you know, trying to not feel or show that I'm as independent as I am. And there's nothing wrong with being independent, but there's also nothing wrong with saying I am the more delicate out of me and my significant other. De- that's even in the Bible. You know what I mean? Delicate yeah. in the fact that handle with care, be more gentle, not weaker in the sense of you can't do it. But just that you should allow for someone to treat you as such, like yes, a little gem. Definitely agree. Because baby girl's hard around the edges. Me too. Um, <laughs> Got to lighten up. Yeah, I think another aspect is the in the home versus out of the home daddy. A lot of people don't think they have daddy issues because the dad, like your situation, like you were mentioning, dad might not be in the home, but he's in the picture. Yes. So it's like, mm, that's still different. Like it's you. totally different. You, Like I said, I'm depending on my mom because she's there. If you're away across the country, what relationship are we really cultivating? See? Especially as a young pup. <laughs> like, I would, I would have to get on the plane alone to go fly there. And that's not right either. That's trauma. Yes. That's trauma. I, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a little bit from this book. Okay, go ahead. So, um, in that book, Longing for Daddy, she was describing what qualifies as a trauma. You know, that there's a lot of different disturbing events that happened in our life and she's not saying that this is only the events that you know qualify or contribute to trauma but she listed a few and you saying that um was important and it kind of dawned on me so she says it was traumatic if your father and mother divorced leaving you torn between the two when you were asked by a judge with whom do you want to live your soul wanted to cry out both of them so it's that it's that same point that you're making and she also says If you packed and toted a suitcase every other week to visit daddy, that was traumatic. 14 days absence is dangerous. The enemy has too much room to infiltrate children's impressionable hearts and minds with negativity, lies, and manipulation. Mm. So even if you have joint custody or split custody, I understand co-parenting, but the father should live within the community or within a close distance to, to also serve as an impressionable figure on the child definitely you know what i mean like be that's at, important be at all of the child's events yes be like, in the crowd when that child looks out yes. and see who's supporting them you know what i'm that saying that sounded sweet that's sad 
Right? Not no. having it is sad. Not having when it is sad. When you look back, like, it, I really didn't think, like, oh, my father not here. I'm like, I'm good. My people here. My mama, my grandma, my auntie. We set. All the women. But really, right. Look, really, the <laughs> the father should be there. So you need to be in the same community. Father should be local. Yeah. And at least, you know, the, I don't know. I mean, it sucks. I understand people, you know, things Things don't, happen that things are out happen. of our control. But the daddy has to be like, girl, but you ain't if, about to take my baby away. Right. But if it's in your power, I really think father's and mother's presence is very, 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 very important. It, it affects us. Even our, the way we express ourselves, yes. our emotions. Yes. That's affected by having a father, a present father and not having one. We just need them. Agreed. So, <laughs> um... Outside of the in the home, out of the home, you gave your personal testimony about your your father. I gave mine. I'm pretty sure people can relate to the. Yeah, I think we can relate. Like even like we said, even if you do have a present father, maybe the relationship wasn't as solid. Maybe he wasn't able to give you what you needed. Maybe he was present physically, but he wasn't present emotionally or financially. Like, yeah, the way speak, that you need covering. The way that you need that father that father-daughter relationship and it could have been for various reasons maybe he just wasn't maybe he wasn't emotionally ready to be a father or just didn't know what to do or Which there's just it? so many different factors P- being a parent is a lot of work and it takes a lot of um unselfishness right to foster love into these children that's something we need to consider when either if you're a parent now a young parent now or thinking about becoming a parent mm-hmm these are uh, real, real um, things you need to think about. Yeah, these little people need you. These little people going to grow more, up and be big people. Yeah, it's more than just like, oh, it's time for me to have a kid. I have a kid. Uh, let me dress this baby up. The baby cute look like me. No. that's a, This is a whole different podcast. But, I mean, just while we're talking about this topic now, that's something that we all have to think about before we bring a life or lives into this world. Yes. Um, outside of your earthly father not being present, uh, whatever you worship or believe in religiously, I've mentioned it before. I'm Christian. I believe in God. Um, so that religious relationship or that spiritual relationship being cultivated that outside of your earthly father not being here, you still have your holy father, your yeah. spiritual father heavenly, father, um, heavenly father, who promises never to leave or forsake, forsaken you. So what you should do or what I do is cultivate that relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like I said, the foundation of that book, Longing for Daddy. Outside of you longing for your earthly father and not having that physical relationship, there's a void there that needs to be filled and that that relationship can be cultivated and you can curate that relationship by getting in your word and understanding, you know, that your earthly father should be a reflection of your spiritual father. Yes. So if you don't have that earthly father, then you need to go straight to the source. Straight yeah. to that source and, you know, ask for that to be healed and for your wounds to be mended mm-hmm. and to work on that relationship so that you can become whole and move forward in your life and and just be be able to be um, successful despite your deficit of yes. not having a father or, or an earthly father. Yes, because we all have that heavenly father. All have the heavenly father. In that, um, doing that, cultivating that relationship will 
definitely assist us with not looking for that fatherly love and yes. other things we um, sometimes look for them insignificant others and mm-hmm. place a very high demand on them mm-hmm. I was reading that a lot of times like if a father was absent that causes women to date older because they're looking for that father figure yeah so a lot of not saying every woman who dates older mm-hmm. men that just might be Your her thing. preference but a lot of women who date older years older date older because they didn't have a father figure Mm -hmm. so um yeah definitely cultivating that spiritual relationship with the heavenly father definitely i think helps it helps and and if you're a fatherless daughter um pick up that book longing for daddy i bought it on ibooks it's easy to read um it's really short it's about 350 pages I think I read about 100 pages within two days. It goes really, really quick if you're interested in it and if you don't mind reading from a um, Christian perspective. You know, if you believe in whatever else, there there are also other self-help books that help you identify with traumatic events or, you know, being raised without a father, coping mechanisms. You can go to therapy. Yeah, I think therapy definitely helps. I've never been to therapy, but... It's something that I would definitely consider just mm-hmm. knowing that there's an issue there and being able to speak with someone to get it off of your chest. Yeah. But the first step is recognizing that That's that key. there's trauma there and that there is a deficit in addressing it instead of, like you said, glossing over it or thinking, oh, I don't have issues. Mm-hmm. And your behavior it, will be a clear indicator that there's an issue there. Yes. When it pops up, take do do that self do that inventory. Take that inventory of yourself, you know Always. what I mean? Always be present enough, at least within yourself, to be able to sit back and say, yo, why do I feel like this? Why do I have these relationship issues? Or why am I, you know, deflecting and, and treating people the way that I am? Why do I let people treat me the way that they treat me? You know, there's certain women who, if they don't have a father, they just let the men just drag their asses Mm -hmm. and just as a sidebar the men will drag you no matter what right like (laughs) father or not yeah father or not they do what the hell they want you gotta slap them in a gear (laughs) but um you know just basically taking that inventory in and you know what leads us to make the decisions that we make what makes us feel uh loved if someone does this versus that Mm -hmm. all this plays a role in what our upbringing what we were exposed to what the love from our mother was like what the love from or love from or lack of love from our father was like Mm -hmm. all of this cultivates within us feelings and emotions and it makes us react or be non-reactive to the environment or the elements and things that are happening in our lives So it's important to take that emotional inventory of where you are in relationship to what has happened to you. What traumatic events have unfolded? Yeah, definitely being aware, being present. Yes. How are you responding in the relationships that you're in now? Yes. What does that look like? That's how it first came to me. And noticing patterns like, okay, it's not just that person. What part, what role do I play in this? Because you can get a new person or deal with a new person in the same habits are there. That lets you know it's not them. It's you. I I have a part to play in this too. And another thing, just while we're on the topic, it's not just daddy issues. There could be mother issues as well. Yeah. Obviously, based on this conversation, we have strong relationships with our mothers. But 
you might have a present father and an absent mother and the same the same things apply yeah i mean i think that there's different um psychological effects of course mm-hmm. but i always feel like when i see a homegirl who doesn't get w- along well with women or has a like an issue um cultivating relationships with women breaking the girl code breaking the i'm like girl where was your mother yeah what kind of mama did you have yeah that baby? It starts there yeah i mean you get you, when get, you learn how you learn how to essentially be a woman from your mother yes and you learn how to be a woman from your father yeah that's key so you need both you need both of those those pieces to the puzzle mm-hmm. um you receive nurturing and love different from a mother and a father and you need both Yes. It's important to have both. Um, so therapy, I think reading a couple books that help you identify, check that one out. Longing for Daddy by Monique Robinson. You can get it on iBooks or Amazon or whatever, Kindle, whatever you want to read Noble. on. Yeah. Um, journaling, talking to other fatherless daughters. Or maybe even people with fathers, they might have a some tea. Some, something to say. I don't know. Yeah, they might. Yeah. They might. Um what else do you have? Um, not nothing more really. Just cultivate that spiritual relationship. That's Pray. key. Pray that you're able to honor your mother. I mean, your father. Excuse me. Honor your mama too. But and if you're unable to foster a relationship with your father, don't mm-hmm. feel like it's the end of the world. That's what else I want to just say. mend the wounds in yourself. Mm-hmm. If you haven't been able to reach out, discuss what's up. Or your father might not be living. Present. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Honor yeah. him within your, with your thoughts and your mind and your heart. Honor your, your parents because it doesn't say honor your parent if they were like good, good to, to you. you. It just says honor. honor. Parents. Yes, exactly. Honor the parents. And then they're going to deal with whatever they have to deal with, mm-hmm. with the good Lord. But yes. yeah, I mean, your role is to honor your parents despite their shortcomings or what they weren't able to do for you. And let the rest flow, you know. Pray for those wounds to be healed and mended. And work through the rest. Because it's not the end all be all. You can still be successful, homegirl. Look at me. <laughs> Furthermore. <laughs> you're crazy. Furthermore, if you decide to become a parent. Or if you are a parent. Let's play our part and do our role. And make sure that we have both of those relationships present in mm-hmm. our children's lives. To make sure that we are building a better and stronger community. Yes, cover the babies. Mm-hmm. Cover the babies. So, um, hopefully, guys, this is timely. And it meets you where you are. You can take some good from it. Take a piece of grain of salt, whatever. And maybe even give it to a friend. Or yeah. let a friend know who's maybe dealing with these issues. A fatherless daughter. Yeah, let them know to give this a listen because it might not help you, but it might help someone that you know. And that's all we want to do is just help give our sister. testimony help and let everyone know we are not alone out here. We can relate on some in some way, shape, or form. And we all have daddy issues. Damn, that sounds bad, but <laughs> it is what it is, ladies. So, again, hopefully this is timely. Meets you where you are. If it's not for you, pass it to someone else um feel free to chat about it reach out to us if you guys want to talk more about the daddy issues if you want to talk more about the book mm-hmm. um we'll leave everything in the show notes down in the show notes hey it go down we in didn't the show sing notes. that much this episode. we didn't we were mature and <laughs> serious issue serious issues serious talk no chit chat um but feel free to reach out to us on any of our social media platforms make sure you review make sure you 
rate and make sure you subscribe um we really 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 appreciate you guys sharing this with whoever you share with all the homegirls that have told a homegirl who told a homegirl who told a homegirl there you go uh, we love you guys so much for it again we appreciate it we're grateful hopefully we will see you guys in another week yep all right take care peace